morning. My name is Jay Rosenthal. I'm the co-founder and president of the Business of Cannabis. This is BFC Live for Monday, July 20th, 2020. This and all other BFC Lives are available on our website, businessofcannabis.ca, as well as wherever you find your podcasts. Coming up, our weekly check-in with the experts at CanDelta, the official regulatory advisory of Business of Cannabis. Today, Lucas McCann of CanDelta will be talking about farm gate retail in Ontario. Here's what we're up to at Business of Cannabis this week. Today, we have our regular Monday newsletter. You can find that on our website, as well as the conversation with Lucas McCann. Tomorrow, we'll be joined by Krista Raymer of Vitrina Group and Lisa Begoni of Chum in Niagara Falls, as well as our Benchmarks newsletter. Wednesday, we have our check-in with Liz Tahura from BDSA, our official insights partner that's both in a newsletter as well as on B of C Live. Thursday, we have our job of the week presented by Cannabis at Work, and we'll have a conversation with Imran Khan of Detonate Cannabis about a new business he has launched. Friday, Charles Vanat, the new CEO of 48 North, will join us. Events that we have coming up, July 29th, that is next week, we have a Cannabis Forward Education and Networking event called CanBC lead cannabis in Canada again. It's presented by Robic. Our friends at Council 45 in Vancouver will be hosting on August 7th. So you want to open a cannabis retail store? This will be a lunch and learn with CanDelta. You can register on our website. And then August 27th, at the end of August, a co-production with Diversity Talk, another cannabis forward education networking event called Social Equity and Practice. We encourage you to sign up for all of those events. They are all free. As always, follow us on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, and on our website at businessofcannabis.ca. We have a series of ongoing partners we'd like to thank, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, CanDelta, and BDSA, as well as our friends at Alcet who keep us protected. Now enjoy this conversation with Lucas McCann of CanDelta, talking all things Farmgate in Ontario. Have a good Monday. Lucas McCann, good morning. Hey, Jay. How are you doing today? I am well. You are our expert from CanDelta today. You are our official regulatory advisory of Business of Cannabis, and it's always good to see you first thing Monday morning. Great to see you. I love how the beer's coming in. Thanks. Yeah, it's growing. I'm trying to take out this part that's a little bit of cream cheese, um, <laughs> but, but we'll see how that goes. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Lucas, we ask the experts every Monday. You guys are the experts. Can I give you the question from today? I'll do my best. And I like this one because uh, we, I, the Business of Cannabis team, has traveled far and wide throughout Ontario, uh, from Smith Falls to uh, Cremor to Hamilton and, and lots of places in between. Uh, and this question relates to some of that. Uh, Jay, what are the rules surrounding Farmgate? Where are the rules written and are they different from the rest of the regs for Ontario's cannabis retail stores? Everybody wow. wants to know. I want to know. That's loaded. So, I mean, we've had the Farmgate uh, conversation before. We, we get the idea of what a Farmgate store is. So, <clears throat> to reiterate from the beginning, uh, a Farmgate store is if you are uh, working for a licensed producer, that licensed producer can own and operate uh, 100%, um, you know, have 100% ownership of a retail store as long as it's um, at the site at which the cannabis is being produced. So um, there have been, uh, I think, some confusing points about where exactly they can operate and, and how that works. And well, maybe we'll, we'll back up a little bit because, you know, Ontario has been under significant industry pressure for months now to get more stores open. Um, and uh, the province is going to be allowing more retail stores uh, uh, to be 
owned and operated uh, by uh, operators starting in the fall. So right now operators can own a maximum of 10. Um, that's going to be rising to 30 in September. Um, and licensed producers can already own or control up to 25% of a, of a corporation um, that holds uh, a retail operator license. Uh, and we've seen a lot of that. We've seen the the Tokyo Smokes. Uh, we've seen we've seen branded retail stores out there that have licensed producer names all over them. Uh, but formally and officially, they can't ever own twenty uh, you know control more than twenty five percent of those stores. Now, having said that, there are sort of other kind of consulting arrangements or agreements that can happen with branding and promotion. But that's completely aside from Farmgate. Farmgate is here is your site in which you are producing cannabis. Here is where you get to have your, your retail stores. So um, if you want to, if you're a licensed producer and you want to sell and uh, open up a Farmgate store on site, you would need a cultivation and a processing license as well as your sales amendment to ensure that the product doesn't actually have to physically leave your site. If you're just a cultivator, that's okay. You can do it. If you're just a processor, that's okay. But you'll have to work with other businesses to make sure that you're coordinating uh, things like packaging, the excise stamp application, all that fun stuff. Having said that, where can you put your building? There has been a lot of question about where that actually it needs to go. Can it be on the same lot, but in a separate building? Can it be exactly right next door on, on the lot next door, maybe just across the street? 150 meter radius, where are the requirements? So uh, we've got some important clarity here. And if you're thinking about Farmgate, uh, it's very, very important that you consider the address that you have on your Health Canada license, because that address must be shared with your Farmgate store. So that is, you cannot operate at the, at the address that's directly located next door to you um, that has a slightly different address than where you are licensed to be able to cultivate or, or process uh, cannabis products. So that's important. That takes some foresight in order to, uh, to make sure you've got a site that you can expand. Doesn't mean that it has to be in the same building, <clears throat> but you know, there are some considerations there. Uh, if it's not in your Health Canada uh, production license, then you will not be able to open up that farm gate store and you'll be limited to 25% ownership. Um, having said that, they do have to operate as completely separate entities. So that means often separate staff, uh, separate inventory control, uh, separate security. And depending on how and where you open up that store on that address, um, that can trigger some other important things that might have to happen as well. Typically, that's an update of the organizational security plan because uh, if you're um, updating some, some features on your, on your site, your site perimeter could change or, or be affected. And that means you'll have to notify Health Canada within five business days um, of any changes to your organizational security plan. And you'll have to have folks sign off on those changes as well. So that requires a little bit of extra work around there. Um, you know, around that planning and thinking as well. Um, and in, in addition to that, uh, you get a, a few lower security requirements. So you're, you're then subject to the AGCOs or, you know, your, your provincial uh, regulators security requirements uh, for that particular store. And that has to be completely uh, isolated in terms of its inventory as well. Um, but you're not necessarily required to, you know, we don't need a vault uh, and you don't need uh, something built to the same specs as a secured storage as you would have uh, within that licensed producer's facility as well. So a couple plus is there oh man that is really complicated <laughs> yeah there's a lot going on there uh but you know we do have that official uh clarity uh from the agco on on where that needs to be uh we're working with one individual who's uh looking to get a license in north york uh he's currently operating in a unit within a building 
Um, but you know, since this, this news has, has sort of come to light, what he's considered doing now is actually taking up a unit that's within the same building. It's not necessarily uh, adjacent to it. It's units one and three. Um, but what he's going to do is get that address on his license as sort of like office space is sort of being, you know, this is where we'll have some admin staff. And then further down the road, when he gets his license in hand and it says units one and three, Unit one will be the uh, the retail store. It sits nicely on the roadside there, and then the production will happen safely in the back within the same building envelope. Yeah, it, it's still complicated. And I guess the other question is, um, is you know, when we've been to licensed producers uh, that have all the all the licensing you talked about from cultivation to processing to sales amendment, um, many of those facilities are locked like a. I don't know, like, like a vault, right? Like you actually have to be on a list. You have to sign in all those things. How do you deal with the different levels of entry requirements depending on the site? Or, or has anybody sort of thought about how are you going to do that and parking and all, all the things that you think about, about a retail establishment, even if it is in a business park or even if it is at a giant greenhouse or even if it is really on a farm? Great question. So a lot of these regulations, some might say, are a bit of an afterthought in terms of you know, how folks have been set up. You know, now we have these regulations in front of us or the registrar standards, I should say, we sort of need to make whatever site that we're operating in sort of adapt to that. So that could be a challenge. Um, you know, sign-in procedures are typically required if you are gaining access to the operations part. So, you know, separation is key. Making sure that these operate as, as, as separate stores, separate entities, separate businesses is really going to set yourself up for success later on down the road. And that means separate secured storages. And again, separate staff will really help with that. Um, yeah, we've seen a lot of sites where they've got uh, seven foot tall chain link fences with a 12 inch topper with barbed wire facing outwards, very aggressive looking uh, places and very, you know, very little advertising on the outside. So, um, you know, from, from that standpoint, you know, the ability to have your store just across the way maybe would have been a nice, uh, a nice addition, but that's not what we have in the, in the rules. And as far as we're concerned, the registrar standards will all apply uh, for everything else besides what I've mentioned today. Yeah, I mean, this, this doesn't even go into the question, and maybe it's a question for another time, but there are producers with all the required licensing that are actually in communities that don't allow or have opted out of retail at this point. And what does that mean? Right. So that's an interesting question. I mean, obviously, you got to be in cool with, uh, with the municipality to a certain extent. Is that how uh, you guys officially talk about it, in cool? Yeah, well, I mean you know, you give them a call, you, you, you strike up a conversation, you know, you, you send them a flower, you know, some flowers or a chocolate basket or something, you know, from time to time. And that, that can go a long way, especially in rural communities. Uh, but having said that, I mean, uh, I wouldn't say that it's, it's necessarily your, your, your rights and, and, and uh, you know, you're, you're entitled to have that. But typically, operating as an accessory retail, you know, is allowed on those sites and it's not your principal operation. So I think in most cases, you'll be able to squeeze by without uh, too much of an issue uh, from zoning. And we know that you can't discriminate on uh, retail. You can't discriminate retail stores for uh, different kinds of retail. So if it's one type of retail, then typically that's going to be good for a cannabis retail store, which is important to remember. Well, Lucas, as always, Monday mornings become much more interesting when we connect with you. And in this case, I really think this could, look, I don't know the numbers of uh, cult of, you know, uh, licensed producers in Ontario, but the number is huge. A, a very easy way, I think, to get more, more retail open and very quickly would be to allow for this. But I guess we'll, we'll see how that comes to pass. But I do appreciate the thought, the insight, um, running through the regulations that we'll see folks sort of jump through uh, and really appreciate the time. 
Sure. Yeah. And just before uh, we sign off here, wanted to mention that, you know, if you are a retailer and you've been negatively impacted by the, uh, the timelines for RSA issuance by the AGCO in Ontario, send us a message at info at candelta.com. We'd love to talk to you. There might be some things that are happening that uh, we, uh, we potentially could, uh, you know, have a conversation about. So send us a message. Lucas, one last thing. You guys have another article coming out on Wednesday as part of your ongoing series. So you mm -hmm. want to open a cannabis retail store. That's right. Third part of the series. We're, we're doing this every Wednesday. We've got a nice lunch and learn happening uh, at the end of the month. What is the date? It's July. August 7th. August 7th. Yes. August 7th. There you go. Beginning of next month. Perfect. So you got that much more time to get, uh, get to registered register. <laughs> and, uh, and get sorted there. And we're going to cover all that material in there. And then we'll release everything as a, you know, a, a, a downloadable book resource for folks that, uh, um, that are looking to do this. And if you know you are crazy enough to open a cannabis retail store, feel free to give us a call if you have any questions. We'd be happy to have a conversation. Great. Thanks, Lucas. We'll talk to you next Monday. My pleasure, Jay. See you next week.